0: Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Well, hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to another episode of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and this is episode 47. And I want to start this episode off with a question. What do you do when you realize you're unhappy with the care you're receiving prenatally? Elizabeth found herself in this position for the second time during her second pregnancy. Fortunately, she would learned much since her first experience, and she was unwilling to stand by as the positive birth she desired slipped away. Elizabeth, like so many other courageous moms, made a change later in the game, but certainly in time. Before we dive into this episode, I have to give a big thank you to the founding members of Happy Home Birth Academy. Our group begins Tuesday, October 22nd. It's a childbirth education program, and I'm so excited for the feedback they'll be providing me as I refine this program specifically with you, the homebirth mother in mind. I can't wait to share the tools to a mindful, peaceful home birth with you in January. If you're interested in a small taste of what's to come, be sure to check out the Happy Home Birth Essentials mini course, which includes five tips to having a successful home birth. You can pick that up at myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash essentials. Now go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode and upload it to your Instagram stories. As always, you know, I'll share it on my stories too and tag happy home birth podcast. And hooray, new stickers are officially in. So if you're loving this show, I'd be so grateful if you take a moment to head to iTunes and leave a review. If you're selected as the reviewer of the week, I'll be sending you one of these sweet new stickers. All right, short and sweet. That's all I have for you right now. So as we enter into this interview, please remember that the opinions of my guests might not reflect my own and vice versa, and neither my guest or myself are acting as medical providers. So please continue to see your doctor, midwife, or if you're like me, your chiropractor. Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast.
1: Yes, I'm so excited, Caitlin. I can't wait. Um, I've been really looking forward to this. Oh, I am so excited, too. And we actually
0: connected on Instagram, correct? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I love all my Instagram friends. This is just the best to get to, like, connect with you guys and then have you on the show. So so thank you so much for reaching out. And I would love for you to just start by introducing yourself to the listeners.
1: Uh, okay, so my name is Elizabeth. Um, I'm married to my husband, Dylan. Uh, we've been married for a little over three years Um, We live on a small farm in Virginia. Uh, We raise black Angus cattle. um, So that's pretty fun for my two-year-old son. Um, Well, he'll be two in August. (laughs) Um, But he loves being outside. He loves the animals. Um, And then, of course, we just had our first daughter, Bailey, um, on May 18th. Um, So, yeah. Um, And it has definitely been... Awesome. Having a little girl. Um, I've been, I was so excited when I found out we were having a girl, of course, now we have one of each. So it's just perfect. (laughs)
0: That is so great. Yeah. So, so tell me, I know before we started the interview, we were talking about how you actually started off with your son. You had just a traditional hospital birth. So what was that experience like? You can start with your pregnancy.
1: Um, yeah, so, of course, that was my first time being pregnant. Um, it did take us a little while um, to get pregnant the first time. I do have PCOS, um, so that was a little tough. I mean, I'm sure other, there's many other women who have it. Uh, so when I did get pregnant with him, we were very excited, um, and I didn't really know a lot about birth uh, at the time. Um, I just really had never honestly thought about the actual birth, you know, process. Um, so I did have a regular traditional hospital birth, uh, and I was induced at 39 weeks. And looking back, I wish that I would not have done that. Um, in fact, there really is not a reason that they induced me. I just basically wanted to be induced and they did it. Mm -hmm. Um, so That was a little traumatic for me, I have to say, Um, just with the Pitocin. I mean, the contractions were terrible, Um, but all in all, my labor was only about 12 hours, so I can't complain. Um, And he was 8 pounds, 11 ounces, um, and he was a perfectly healthy baby, but just... The whole experience was just looking back. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm mixing up my words here. No, you're fine. (laughs) Um, so I always went to a traditional OBGYN a course. And at first I thought it was normal. You know, that's what you do. But I found that I would wait for like an hour and then it was like, you're rushed. Mm -hmm. Um, like, the doctor would only spend five or 10 minutes with you. And the one thing I really remember about that pregnancy is a couple weeks before I had him, I thought I had lost some of my mucus plug and sorry. There's your baby right there. (laughs) Um, and so I took a picture of it because I had no, you know, it was my first pregnancy. I had no idea, you know, if that's what it was or not. So I took a picture of some of the mucus and I showed the doctor and she was like, Ooh, I don't want to see that. And I'm thinking, Ugh. um, you're going to like birth my baby. Like, uh, you know, you're you know, going you to have to see more of that. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I was kind of just right then it kind of discouraged me. And I was like, I just, I just had a bad feeling about the whole doctor situation. Um, so anyways, after the birth, you know, my son was healthy, so I couldn't complain. Everything was okay. It was just a little, like I said, traumatic as far as having the Pitocin. And it was like, they wanted everything to happen right now. Like, I just felt like everything was rushed. And the, I mean, first of all, the contractions were horrible. And as soon as you start having those contractions, they want to do the epidural. And of course that's very painful in itself um, I did get pretty sick, um, after that. So I don't know. It was just like a blur because it just happened so quick.
0: You got sick after they placed the epidural or just like after, like you had epidural kind of sickness things after
1: the birth? No, No. I'm sorry. I take that back. I got sick right before they gave me the epidural. Oh, gotcha. Um, I was like, I don't know if it was from the Pitocin or what, but I was like, it was coming out of both ends. Mm. I felt terrible. And so then they were like, well, let's give her the epidural. So they came in and they gave me the epidural and I did feel better of course after that. Um, so then I got the epidural about 10 o'clock in the morning and then he was not born until nine fifteen that night. So pretty much all day, we just hung out, watched movies because, you don't realize when you have the epidural that you really can't feel what's going on in your body, um, and that's an, with the second one. I definitely wanted to be able to feel everything. I knew my body could do it, um, and I just wanted to do it naturally the next time. Right. So, so were there, um, I know that. So
0: it sounds like I don't know just the way that your doctor sounded in the beginning. Did you have any other issues or complications with that, or did it t- turn out, you know, relatively
1: okay? Well, that's the thing. She was very, up, like, a straight-up doctor. Like, she would just tell you like it is. She wasn't very um, gentle, um, and I feel like with your first pregnancy, you definitely want somebody that you feel comfortable with. But at that point, I didn't really want to have to switch to go anywhere else, because you know, I was further along when I'd lost that mucus plug and showed her the picture. Right. Um, but it turned out, um, when I was induced, she wasn't even there. Like another mm-hmm. doctor did the induction. So I didn't have to have her for my actual labor, which worked out okay. Cause I did like the doctor that delivered, but there again, the doctor comes in, delivers the baby and then they're gone. Right. Um, so I didn't really get to feel a connection with the doctor either. Um, but my second birth was totally different. Um, and of course, after I had my son, I really started researching about birth, um, talking to other people, listening to this awesome podcast, oh, yay. um, as well as a couple other podcasts. Um, and that's when I got into learning about home birth and birth center births and just natural births all together. Um. Also, has a have a friend who has seven children, four of which were birthed at home. Um. So she really gave me a lot of insight about, you know, how it goes, and just, I mean, in my opinion, how much better it is.
0: Yeah. So did she did she reach out to you and tell you information, or did you kind of contact her and say, Hey, I'm thinking about this. Yeah.
1: Would... I, I definitely asked it because I knew she had done it um, several mm-hmm. times. So. Um, I just reached out and asked her how it had gone. Um, and from there, um, I really that's when I really started looking up podcasts and reading stories um, and researching. And then um, I have another friend who had a birth center birth where I went um, in our city. Um, so then I made an appointment with the midwife. And at this point, because I had started going to a regular OB, um, with my second pregnancy, um, and I didn't actually switch over until I was like twenty five weeks. Um, and that is because my husband just at first wasn't too sure about the whole natural birth because he's like, you know, do you, are you sure you can do it? You know, I mean, because most people just think you go to the hospital to have the baby, you know, right in today's time. Um, but after, he started watching some videos and, you know, researching for himself. Um, he got on board and was like, OK, let's let's do it. Let's go talk to the midwife. Um, and right off the bat, um, there's two midwives there. And I loved both of them. I mean, they're both really nice. Um, I've never been to an appointment with them that lasted less than an hour. Like they would sit and take their time. They answered any questions I had. I never felt rushed so that was the main thing. I was like, I'm definitely switching over to, to this, to a midwife. Um, so I switched over to them, like I said, about 25 weeks. Um, and just like going to the regular doctor, I saw them every two or three weeks until I was like 36 weeks. And then I started going once a week. Um, so getting in more into the birth, um, do you want me to just go into that? Or Well,
0: actually, so I've got a few questions about your prenatal experience. So, okay. Yeah, so, okay, your first birth, you did everything kind of like the normal, traditional way. I know that you talked to your friends with the second birth, but did you do anything else that kind of uh, helped you prepare, or like any childbirth education or anything like that? Or did you feel like with already experiencing birth, once you, you didn't look into that?
1: Uh, no. Um, actually at the place that I go, there's a midwife. She's like a midwife in training. Mm-hmm. Um, and she used to do childbirth classes. So she actually offered a childbirth class there. Um, so we did a class with her. Uh, she was awesome. Um, of course she really got into detail about, um, how the actual birth would be without an epidural. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it sends you to your edge, but not over it. And I just remember her saying that. Um, but I also knew that having Pitocin the first time makes your contractions so much worse. Right. So, you know, I knew that going in naturally, I would probably do better because it kind of, you know, you kind of work up. You've already it. experienced it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I felt like I already had had the worst of it. So mm-hmm. I thought I could do it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. It's know, pretty crazy. Naturally. The difference. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause some people are like, Oh, that's, there's, there's not much difference. Of course, people who haven't done it. Um, But there is a huge difference in a Pitocin induction and going in naturally.
0: Right. That's what I've heard from from all of my friends who, like, I have one friend who wants, you know, has always tried to have natural. That's right. Because you had both natural, right? Yes. So I haven't experienced it, but I have several friends that have, for one reason or another, like, one of them decided to be induced after she was way over her dates and she had a Pitocin, you know, birth. Without an epidural, and she says, like, you know, if I could do that, I can do anything. Like, yes,
1: anything. Yes, girl. I don't know how she is a rock star because once I had that Pitocin, those contractions were like rough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, that is amazing. I actually have two friends who did that as well. They were induced and then didn't get the epidural. And I'm like, you guys are awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's just the lack of
0: break, I think, is what's so defeating, you know?
1: Right. Yes, because even um, with my second birth, I mean, even when the contractions got really bad, you still kind of have a a little break in between um, mm -hmm. to where you can kind of catch your breath and be like, okay, I got to get ready for the next one, (laughs) right? (laughs) You know. Um, But with the Pitocin, it's like nonstop.
0: Um, Yeah, and and another thing that I was thinking about with and why I kind of asked you about the childbirth education, it's like even though you'd experienced birth before, it obviously it wasn't going to be the same this time, but I feel like there's something about knowing what's happening to your body and knowing what your body is doing that lets you accept what's happening a lot easier.
1: Yes. I'm glad you brought that up Um, because I did really look into what's happening to your body during a contraction so that when it was happening, I could try to think, okay, my baby's, you know, getting into position, she's moving down, you know, she's she's okay this is just you know this has to happen um so you're right knowing what's going on really really does help and I have to say the midwives were really good with you know with that aspect and letting you know you know it has to hurt for it to get Mm -hmm. better if that makes sense like Mm -hmm. you you have to let the contractions happen you just have to let it go you know because you know, on the other side, you're going to meet your baby. Right. Um, so, so yeah, I did, I, I'm glad that I did the, the childbirth class with them, um, because they, they really broke it down into what would happen, what's going on with your body and how it feels. Of course, every pregnancy is different. So I knew Mm -hmm. that, you know, something might happen or, you know, whatever, but I really, Knew that I did not want to have to transfer to the hospital. So I told them, even if I do say that, I don't mean it. <laughs> I Need mean, a safe um, word. Yes, but thankfully, I never got to that point. Um, and in all honesty, it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I think Yay. it's because um, I have felt those pitocin contractions before and it never got that bad, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked. I tried to think of it as it's, it wasn't painful. It was just waves, you know, they would come and they'd go.
0: Yeah. Um, and I I agree with that. I know that, it, I know that it can certainly be classified as painful. I mean, we both right. just went through it. Like we know it could be, but for me, I just don't feel like that's the right word. Like personally, yes. I just feel like it's so different from any other type of pain. Yes, and w- yes. one, uh, one podcast, I remember, um, one of my guests was saying it's pain with a purpose and I can accept that. Like, yeah, there is yeah. so much purpose behind it that it, it's like, oh, I don't know that it, I don't know that I can, you know, put it in the category of pain. It's like, it's so different.
1: Right. And once you accept, you know, I'm here, you know, I'm at the end of my pregnancy, you know, very soon I'm going to meet my baby. You know, I feel like, you kind of get over that. And for me, I kind of went into what they call labor land. I feel like I Mm -hmm. kind of zoned out, like I wasn't paying attention to anything else going on in the room. Um, And I really just focused on, in fact, in one of a podcast, I'm not sure if it was yours or another one. um, But I once heard a girl say that once you get to like 30 seconds into your contraction, the like the pain doesn't get any worse than that. So I remember counting to 30 and then being like, okay, it's not going to get any worse than this. I can do this. <laughs> I love it. That's really cool. Um, so yes. And I have to say my husband was very helpful. Um, he was amazing. And he was really worried that he like, wouldn't know what to do, I guess. Cause you know, our husbands, they want to be helpers. They don't want, you know, they want to know what to do when you're, when their it. wife's in pain, right. They want to fix it. Um, and he did really well. I mean, he was right by my side the whole time.
0: I'd love to know, actually, before we start talking about him through your labor, what was it like when you guys decided to go to the birthing center? Like, was he really comfortable once you guys made that decision and what did he think about the childbirth education class and all that kind of stuff
1: um he he liked it um and once he met with some midwives and talked to them and kind of got a feel for you know what what was going to happen um he his he started changing his mind and was um definitely I think was looking forward to it um his main question was and I think a lot of dads with first time either being a home birth or out of hospital birth, um, are, well, what if something happens? Mm -hmm. Um, and of course the midwives and I, you know, said, you know, it's birth, things do happen. There can be something that may go wrong. And if that happens, you know, you deal with it as it comes. Basically. Um, we were right near hospital. If something you know, were to go wrong. Um, but because i had a successful birth before, um, we really felt confident that, you know, hopefully everything would go okay. Right. Um, so, and of course, once it did, he was like, Oh my gosh, that was so awesome. I'm so happy we did that. And I was like, yes, I know. So, um, but yeah, he was very, very supportive and, um, Um, he's glad that we did that. Oh, I'm so glad.
0: Now he was supportive. What about all of the other people around you when you decided that, okay, we're not going to the hospital this time, we're going to do a birth center birth. Were
1: people shocked at that? Uh, Well, we're very close with my parents. um, So they knew, um, and my mom, of course, was very supportive. Um, She was very excited. In fact, she was like, she would have came and helped and wanted to see. Um, But because I do have an older son, we wanted him to be able to stay with her when we went. Um, But I do have to say, if I could give any advice to any other mothers considering doing out-of-hospital birth, um, don't let the negativity, uh, you know, that other people bring up discourage you. Um, Because there definitely were people who I would talk about it with, and they would be like, oh, that, you know, don't do that. That's scary. What if something can happen? You know, why would you want to do that when you can go to the hospital? Um, And it is very discouraging. And I got to where we just decided that we would, we weren't going to tell anyone um, unless we knew that they would be supportive, because we just didn't want that negativity. Um, Mm -hmm. And definitely during your pregnancy, I feel like you want to be around positive people and positive things. Um, so, you know, the people we did tell were very supportive. Um, he told one of his best friends. So there were people that we talked to about it. Um, but we mainly just kept it, kept it between us. Um, so yeah,
0: the hypno terminology is bubble of peace. <laughs>
1: yes. Keeping yes, your bubble of peace. One. <laughs> yeah, So definitely, um, if like I said, if you think there's someone who wouldn't support your decision, I would say just don't don't tell them until you're there um, or until after the birth, um, you know, because you just don't need the negativity. Um, so, like yeah, that. cool. And okay, that now- might sound mean or bad, but I just, you know. You just you don't
0: gotta, need it. No, you've you got to do, do what's best
1: for you right, and your family. Absolutely.
0: You gotta protect your heart, protect your mind, and and a lot of times that might mean, you know, all right, we're just gonna keep this little secret. I remember though I I'm pretty open about about home birth. I mean, obviously I can't really hide it with
1: right. with the podcast. Well, of but, course, and now that we've had a successful out of hospital birth, you know, we're very excited to tell people yeah. about it. Um, but you know, right before, you know, if you haven't done it yet, people are like, oh my gosh. And it's mainly because they just don't know. They don't exactly. research. They don't know it's, and you know, it's, I know it's because they care about you. Um, but still it's like, obviously we're adults. We made this decision. This is what we want to do. So <laughs> yeah, I had
0: a situation where a, a good friend of mine, we were, we were due a day apart And so we were standing at church talking. Our bellies were, like, facing one another. And these two sweet old ladies came up to us and started talking, like, oh, which one of you is going to go first, blah, blah, blah. And then when we told them that our due dates were a day apart, they were like, oh, are you giving birth in the same hospital? And so then I was like, well, I'm I'm giving birth at home. And these old, old ladies were, like— very perturbed at that decision.
1: <laughs> and I just wanted to be like, weren't you guys born at home? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of odd for because most older <laughs> people are like, Oh yeah. I had the midwife come down to the house, you know? Oh, it wow. was so funny. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. It's,
0: it's interesting though. It's, it's interesting to hear people's opinions when yes. you're in a place where it's not going to bother you. So for a lot of people, that's going to be after the birth and you, exactly. Yeah, you just keep it, keep it close to your heart but anyway, let's go on. Tell me, okay.
1: Tell me about the actual birth. Okay. So, um, I was due, well, my estimated date was, um, May 15th. Um, and of course, after doing my research, I, I knew that, you know, a lot of times you go over that date and I was okay with that. Um, so it actually started, which I think it started on Thursday, um, May the 16th. Um, And I just started having some contractions that were different. They were stronger than normal. Um, I'd also carried her, both my kids, very low. Um, So my midwife had told me, if you start feeling contractions, then come on in. Because like I said, it takes us about 35 minutes to get there. Um, So Thursday evening, we did go up there to be checked because, because I hadn't had a normal birth where I just went in labor on my own. Um, I had no idea what to expect. Um, so when I started having those contractions that were a little bit stronger, we decided to go be checked out. Um, and by the time we got there, they kind of fizzled out. So I was a little disappointed, but I was like, okay, so, um, she said, you know, it's up to you how your feelings, um, if you, you know, feel like they are getting stronger, you're welcome to stay or you can go home and wait it out. So, um, We decided to go back home and just see what happened. Um, And by the time we got home that night, they had pretty much stopped. Um, So, of course, the next morning was Friday morning, which was the 17th. Um, And I was 40 weeks and two days. um, And I had been trying to walk a lot. Like, I was ready for this baby to come. (laughs) Um, I was trying so hard to be patient and i knew that it she was obviously over 40 weeks and, and that was okay with me but at the same time i was ready to meet her
0: well um, your last pregnancy you had already had your baby like yes. what nine days before so that's a at long 39 time. weeks yes
1: <laughs> so this was Ugh. my longest pregnancy <laughs> yeah that, um, those extra days are frustrating i'm sure yes so i got up um friday the 17th and started walking um and we just kind of hung around the house. Um, as I said, we live on a farm, um, and my husband had to go cut hay um, that day. So that evening, he said, if you and Luke, which is my son, want to come ride with me, y'all can come up to the field and ride with me. So I thought, ooh, those bumps on the tractor might do something. <laughs> I like so, it. So Yeah, so my son and I and my husband, we were riding the tractor together, and I kind of just— stopped thinking about it. I stopped worrying about it. I was like, I'm just going to enjoy this evening with my husband and my son, because I didn't know what day would be the last day that it would just be us three. Um, and I'm not kidding about 5:30 that evening, riding in the tractor, I started getting stronger contractions. Aww. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe this is it. So, now, I talk about car tractions a lot. What are tractor tractions like <laughs> um, well, at that point, it wasn't getting too bad yet, okay. but I definitely <laughs> couldn't notice it more. Like I noticed it was picking up. They were stronger, um, they were getting a little bit closer together, so um about five thirty <laughs> five forty, I was like, "Okay, I think I'm gonna take Luke and head home just in case you know we have to go somewhere." Mm-hmm. Um, so we came on home and my parents live across the road from us. Um, so Luke and I actually went over there. Um, he was just going to play with his cousin and we were waiting for my husband to get done, um, cutting hay. And about seven o'clock I called my husband and I was like, I think you need to get home. My contractions are getting a lot stronger. They're getting a lot closer together. Um, so he was like, okay. And he came right home. Um, and he had been cutting hay, so I was like, "You need to take a quick shower just in case we don't come home." <laughs> so he hopped in the shower, and I, let me tell you, he was ready to go in like three minutes <laughs> because I think he could just tell by the look on my face that it was time. Um, so my son was already with my mom, so um, I had a bag packed ready for him, and I gave it to her, and we headed to the birth center. Um. And on the way there, I will say I felt like my contractions actually slowed down a little bit. So I was like, oh, no, I hope this isn't going to be the same thing that happened last night, you know, that they that they just stopped. Um, But but when we got there about 830 on the 17th, um, they started picking back up again. So I was like, "Okay, good. Um, And we got there and my midwife was like you know, if y'all just want to hang out, take a walk. So we just started walking outside. Um, and I forgot to mention that I have a doula and doulas are amazing. If you're yep. considering getting one of them, do it. If you're um, not considering getting one of them, do it. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, so, um, my doula walked with, with us. Um, um, she was great Um, And my husband hadn't eaten dinner because he had been cutting hay. So there is a Wendy's actually near the birth center. So him and I walked over to the Wendy's. And when we got inside, I had a contraction that hit me. And it was like I was leaning over the table. And I'm pretty sure the people in there thought I was dying.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. So <laughs> you, I don't know if you heard my birth story, but there's a lot of Wendy's involved in it too. No no way. Way. <laughs> I've,
1: heard, I've, I've heard it, but it's been a while.
0: <laughs> yes. So there you go, everybody. It's Wendy's. Wendy's is the secret sauce to get, to get things
1: going. Yes. You need to go <laughs> if you think you're in labor. <laughs> um, So anyway, so, um, he got his sandwich or whatever, and we walked back over to the birth center. Um, and my midwives have told, had told me, um, getting in a comfortable position is not going to help your labor progress. If that makes sense, like making the contractions come stronger is what's going to help get you there faster. Um, so I didn't want to just sit down and get comfortable, which you can't really get comfortable in labor, but I wanted to keep walking to keep trying to make them come faster and stronger. Um, so we decided to take a walk to, there was like a little subdivision behind the birth center. So we were going to walk down some of the sidewalks and we didn't even make it there. And I was like, um, I think I have to poop. (laughs) Oh Um, and so I knew that some, that Sometimes if you get that feeling, it might mean that the baby's starting to push down more. Um, so we went right back up to the birth center, um, and and it's kind of graphic, but I did, I did go take a poop, um, to get all that out, um, before I actually started going into labor harder. So, um, um, I guess by this time it was about nine 30 and that's where I like to say I entered labor land, um and my contractions were pretty close together they were very getting very strong um and i also wanted to mention that um i know when i was in the hospital with my first birth they came in like every hour to check me um like check my cervix check for me for dilation and with my midwives she when i got there and was in labor they never once checked my dilation. Mm, um, that's awesome. and yes, it was so awesome because, you know, she was like, it doesn't matter if you're at two centimeters or you're at nine centimeters, you know, it's not really going to make a difference right now because you're in labor, you know, you're having your contractions, so it's not really going to change anything. Um, so that was one thing that I loved about this birth. Um, so anyways, um, I was, my track contractions were getting stronger and closer together. Um, and this point it was kind of honestly just a blur. Um, I was back and forth from the ball to the bed. Um, I also kept going to the ground a lot. Like I wanted to be on the floor. I don't know why. Um, but I labored on the floor, like on my hands and knees a lot. um. Yeah. I also got in the tub because I wanted a water berth. Um, so I labored in the tub for a little while. I got back out. Um, and then they had me set backwards on the toilet, um, which brought on some very strong contractions. Um, and this was about at 1130 p.m. by now um, when I was laboring on the toilet. Um, and it was about that time that my water broke. Um, okay cause yeah, my water didn't broke it uh, break until about an hour before she was born. Um, and from about nine thirty to when she was born at 1226, which is pretty quick labor. Um, mm-hmm. like I said, it was kind of a blur. It was pretty fast. Um, but after I got off of the toilet, about 1130, I was in, I was, the contractions were very strong at this point. Um, and I kind of just went and sat on the floor. I had taken all of my clothes off at this point because i had always heard that you kind of get into like a primal state. Like you just, you don't want anything, any clothes on you. You just want to, you're just kind of in, in the zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just remember sitting on the floor and my husband was beside me and I also remember at some points I was just like, don't touch me. (laughs) And then at other points I was like, I need you right here. Mm -hmm. Um, So at that point I knew it was getting close. Um, And I also remember uh, leaning on my midwife, one of my midwives a lot. Um, I don't know. She just kind of had that motherly feeling, um, I guess. And because I am very close with my mom, I just... I just was leaning on her a lot and um, between her and my husband, they really just helped hold my hands. And I just kind of kept pulling on them. If that makes sense. I don't know. It was just, I think it made the contractions easier. Um, and so about on their arms. Yeah. Just kind of like, um, like for like resistance, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And then about 12 o'clock midnight, they were like, um, let's go on and get you back in the tub because they knew that I was close. Um, and I wanted to have a water birth. I guess I should have mentioned that before. (laughs) Um, but anyway, so I got in the back in the bathtub and I will say, I do think that helps a lot with labor. Oh Um, the hot water was just felt amazing. Um, And I remember the contractions were still very strong. um, But at some point, I started getting like a pushy feeling. Um, And I had heard that, you know, when you go into labor naturally, your body obviously knows what it's doing. And when it's time to push, your body will just kind of start pushing. And there's a term Ah. for that. I can't think of it right now. The fetal ejection reflex? Yes, the fetal ejection reflex. Um, so I was wondering if, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a cute noise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Give me no, a second. No, are you okay, sissy? All right. Um, so anyways, the fetal ejection reflex kind of started happening a little bit. I could feel a little, little bit of pushiness. And then all of a sudden, I'm not kidding when I tell you I have never made this noise before. It was like a really low, just moan. And my body just started pushing. Like Mm -hmm. I had no control over it. Um, and at that point I remember hearing my doula say, okay, bring, uh, Lori and Leah in here. They are the midwives. Um, bring them, get the midwives in here now. Um, so I knew in my mind that it was, it was starting to really happen. Um, and when i tell you i could not stop this pushing i could not stop this pushing it was like a force of nature i mean and it and it felt good to push like i needed to push right um so i kind of just sat back on my butt in the bathtub um and i leaned back a little bit just because in the bathtub that's just how i felt comfortable at that point um and it really only took me a couple of pushes and all of a sudden her head came out and I was like mm-hmm. oh my god like it, I just remember saying that oh my god it was so amazing mm-hmm. and then I took another really deep breath in another big low moan and her body came out um and my midwife reached down and actually caught her at first and then handed her right to me and I pulled her up to my chest and I just remember that being the most amazing thing ever. Mm -hmm. Um, just feeling her for the first time and looking at her. And, um, my husband was right there on the edge of the tub. He didn't want to get in the tub, which was fine. Um, but he was right there beside me and I, he was crying and I was crying. And it was just the most amazing thing. Um, being there you know, in the water and holding her and just knowing that I had did it like Mm -hmm. I had done it all natural. Um, and it was just an amazing feeling. I can't even describe it. Um, so from there, um, I knew that I still had to push out the placenta. Um, so at that point they got me out of the bathtub. Um, my husband helped me to get over to the bed. Um, and I laid down, There. And that's where I pushed out the placenta. It was only maybe five or 10 minutes between, um, my daughter coming out and me pushing the placenta out. And that came out like, I feel like so easy (laughs) Mm because after you push that baby out, it's kind of like, you know, whatever. And there's no bones in the placenta. So that was a lot easier. Right. (laughs) Um, yeah. So that was done. The placenta was out. And I do remember shaking like uncontrollably. And I think it was a mix between coming out of the water and being cold and just my hormones were just off the chart, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, Um, yeah. The hormones can get you right there. Yes. So I was shaking a lot and um, they covered me up and um, they gave me and my husband about an hour together with just us with a placenta still attached because I wanted to leave it attached as long as possible. Um, so, and then we just spent that first hour together, just looking at our new baby. Um, and then about an hour later they came back and all the blood had came out of the placenta into my daughter. Um, so my husband went on and cut the cord. Um, and she was just perfect. Um, she was eight pounds, five ounces, um, 19 and a half inches long. Um, and it just went better than I could have hoped for. And I oh, will say, sounds beautiful. Um, when my son was born, they cut the cord like immediately. And looking back, of course, I can't change it. But I so wish I would have said, no, don't cut his cord, you know. Um, because I really think that that makes a big difference. Um,
0: oh, yeah.
1: she had no issues with jaundice. Um, I mean, she latched immediately. Um, and I really think the, that getting that extra cord blood makes a difference.
0: Right. Right. Cause that's, I mean, so much of their, of their blood is in the placenta right. to not, to not be able to get all of their blood is just it's just heartbreaking that that exactly. happens so routinely at hospitals. Yes.
1: Yes. And you would think by now that the doctors would be like, "Hey, maybe we should leave it attached longer, but right because it would I, help I guess, their outcomes." Right. That's, yeah, like why wouldn't you do that?
0: Well, because um, it's time. You know, like, yeah. "Oh gosh, this these, you know, 15 minutes to an hour. I, gosh, wouldn't it be amazing if everybody had an hour?" Like Yes. Holy moly. That just it seems so oh, it seems like that's such an easy answer, but that is just not how it happens.
1: Yep, and that's why I tell everybody if you can experience an out of hospital birth where you don't have all the the nurses running in and the checking you and the poking you and the all this, I mean, do it because it is so much better really. Um, just not only for you, but for the baby, um, I, I feel like, um, and you know, with my son, it was constant monitoring. I had that big monitor on my belly and with her, um, of course the midwife comes in like every hour to check her heart rate and everything, but you know, you can move around so much because you don't have that monitor on, you don't have the IV in your hand. Um, So it was just such a better experience. And um, like I was telling you before, my daughter is so calm. Um, She loves the water. She loves, you know, having a bath. And so I really think that the way that you're brought into the world really makes a difference.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I I love that. That's such a beautiful sentiment, too. Gosh. Um, So, yeah. Wow. Well, Elizabeth, number one, I'm just so grateful that for you that you got to have such a beautiful experience. And I'm so grateful that you were willing to share this and perhaps help other women who had that first hospital birth that was, you know, not as great, or even who haven't had a birth yet, but are are on the fence, helping them decide like, yeah, home birth is or, or out of hospital birth is a, a safe option.
1: Yes, definitely. And I feel like it's becoming more common again, um, because, you know, the more that I talk to people, the more I met girls who said, oh, I would love to do that. Can you tell me more? Um, you know, I feel like it is becoming, how do I say this? Yeah, I'm fumbling over my words again. Um, um, I feel like it's coming more, becoming more common again, and the more people that share their stories, um, can help women, um, yep. because one of the main things during my pregnancy is I loved listening to other women's stories, um, and that really encouraged me to go through with it. Um, I also from, I forgot to mention that um, I did read one of Ina Mae Gaskin's books, um, the guide, the guide to childbirth. Mm-hmm. And we also watched The Business of Being Born. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband also liked that video. I think that also helped him to see um, the different side of things. Um, yeah. So if you're thinking about it, definitely watch The Business of Being Born and read some of Ina May's books. Um, I think they're definitely a good resource. Oh, I love it.
0: And Elizabeth, as we close up, I, I know that you are... A photographer and you've talked about potentially getting into birth photography. So where can my listeners uh, learn more about you and find you on social media?
1: Yes, Caitlin, thank you so much um, for bringing that up. Um, you can find my photography page at Penfield Photography on Instagram. Um, I have Facebook as well, but I mainly post on Instagram. Um, and my personal page is Raising Wolves. Um So you guys definitely can go check those
0: out. Wonderful. Great. Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Of course. Have a good day. What an awesome episode. All right. As we head into the episode roundup, I have a few thoughts for you. And there's so much that we can glean from this. Okay. So the first thing, one of my favorite parts is the work that both Elizabeth and her husband did to prepare for their second birth. She read Ina May's books, they watched The Business of Being Born, and they even took a childbirth education class together to understand what her body would be doing during labor. This was all after having given birth before. There's always so much to learn. The second thing is I love how Elizabeth compares the way her baby was born to the calmness of her personality now. And perhaps this isn't always the case, but I do feel that the overwhelming, undisturbed love her daughter must have felt during those first moments on earth certainly causes healthy, positive hormones that can ground us all very beautifully. And then finally, I want to tie things up the way we began. Elizabeth didn't switch care to out-of-hospital midwives until 25 weeks pregnant with her second. But you know what? It wasn't too late in the game. In fact, as long as there's time left on the clock, even if it's down to the very end, there's still time for a change. Please remember that you're the one in charge. I beg that you don't let anyone take that power away from you. Okay, my friends, I hope you loved this interview like I did, and I look forward to seeing you back here next week.